Today's episode is brought to you by the Southern Living Plant Collection. To view our plant collection, find a retailer near you, or buy online, visit southernlivingplants.com. People of America, it is your lucky day. It is I, Steve Bender, the Grumpy Gardener. Welcome to Ask Grumpy, a podcast from Southern Living. I am, as you know, the foremost purveyor of horticultural wisdom for the ages, and I'm glad that you could join us here today. I'm here with my co-host, Nella McGough. Hello, Nella! Hello, Grumpy. Hi, Nella. Here is the question for this week. I'm waiting, waiting. Lay it on me. (laughs) I live in Snyder, Texas, and have six gardenias. I've fertilized them and given extra water and soil conditioner, but most of the leaves have turned yellow and fallen off. What is wrong? Okay, this is a very common problem that we see with gardenias. Gardenias are like azaleas and camellias. They need acid soil. This means that the soil has to have a pH no higher than around 6.0. Unfortunately for you, the only place in Texas that has acid soil is East Texas, and Snyder is in West Central Texas. So that means you have alkaline soil. That means that the pH is probably 7 or above. And what happens is that kind of soil prevents the plant from absorbing the necessary iron from the soil. And as a result, you get a condition where the leaves will turn yellow with green veins, and we call this chlorosis. So if you want to grow gardenias in Snyder, you have to fix the soil. And you can do this two ways. One, you can acidify the soil by sprinkling garden sulfur or an acid fertilizer like holytone around the plant and watering it in. But this is something you're going to have to keep doing year after year. It's just a temporary solution. What I think would be easier for you and more successful is that you grow your gardenias in containers filled with bagged potting soil from the garden center. This way you won't have to keep fixing the soil over and over again. My gardenia is big. Yeah. It gets big. You go to the garden centers, there are a number of smaller growing types. Specifically, there's one called Jubilation that's mm-hmm. in the Southern Living Plant Collection. And it doesn't grow that big. It's actually a good plant for containers. There's also dwarf gardenias. They're more of a prostrate plant. But really, what it comes down to is if you're in a place that has strongly alkaline soil and you want to plant gardenias, this, in my opinion, is the best way to do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Okay. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome. Hey, Grumpy. Hi, Nella. You know what time it is? It is time for Tip of the Week. (laughs) Okay, so. It is hot out there. I don't know if you've noticed this, but it's totally miserable. And not only are you miserable when you go outside, but probably your lawn is miserable too because it's hot. 
Maybe it hasn't rained for a couple of weeks. Everything is looking crispy. So when your lawn is miserable like this, why would you want to make it even more miserable? But a lot of people do. They go out there and they cut the grass during hot, dry weather. This is a really bad thing for your lawn. And some of them even take it to an extreme. They do what we call scalping. And that means you're cutting your grass basically down to the dirt. Okay, two things happen immediately when you do this. First, the roots of your grass plants stop growing. So the lawn stays thin, and that leaves a lot of room for weeds to come up. Second is you've gone from a green lawn now to one that's immediately going to turn an ugly brown color. So (laughs) you can't stand that anymore. You get out there, and you got to water the heck out of it. And then you mow it, and then it turns brown, and you get into this cycle where you're wasting all your energy and water. Don't do that. My advice is don't mow your lawn when it's 95 degrees and it hasn't rained, unless you have a sprinkler system that you put on every day like so many people do. I would let the lawn grow taller. Don't cut it low. The lower that you cut your grass in the summer, the more weeds you're going to have. Trust me on this, okay? I would say for most lawn grasses, when it's in the dog days of summer, you probably should let that grass grow at least two inches tall before you cut it. And if you're growing St. Augustine grass or tall fescue grass, I'd let those things grow to three inches tall. The lawn will do a lot better. You won't need to use as much water to keep it green, and it will thicken up a lot better than if you go out and scalp it. It looks so much better, too. That is one of my husband's gripes, is to see the lawn bare, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. When you can see the red mud coming up (laughs) through the ground, you know you've cut that grass a little too close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, Grumpy. My pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to Ask Grumpy. This podcast airs every Wednesday and Saturday. If you have a question, you know where to find me. No question goes unanswered on the Grumpy Gardener Facebook page. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And we'd love to have your feedback. If you could rate this podcast and leave a review, that would make Grumpy very, very happy. You can find us online at southernliving.com forward slash Ask Grumpy.